This segment will conclude our exploration into the heart of Christian service. Today's message, which leg shall I move first? Now, it doesn't matter what year we were born in. As we've lived our lives and throughout the years, there have been many experts out there that have told us what the world's going to be like in the future. They also tell us how we should go about preparing for it. Many of them, if not all of them, predict radical changes everywhere, and they give dire warnings uh, to accompany those predictions. Now, how do you feel when you think about the future? When you contemplate the future, is there a great heaviness about you? Do you get depressed when you contemplate the future? If so, you're not alone. Because if you've read anything about the past, you'll know that people expect the future to be ominous. And yet somehow we have survived despite those negative expectations. One thing for sure about change. Some people are fascinated by it. Other people are frightened by it. And then there's the prophetic minority who has made a great and wonderful living from it. Now think about the years that you have lived during your lifetime. How many predictions about the future? How many dire warnings have you received and heard and seen over the years? Especially if you're a senior with many years under your belt. How many warnings has the church received? How many warnings about the disastrous effects on society of, and you fill in the blank, something that you've heard over the years. The, the list is endless. I mean, it, it's a really, really long list. And then what happened? What happened? Just when you thought it was safe to go in the water, just when you thought you could breathe freely again, somebody tells you, they come along and tell you to prepare for something else. And yet, despite all of that, somehow we have survived. Now, we're not trying to make light of this. We're in 2019 right now. And there are some really important matters that deserve the Christian citizen's attention. No doubt about it. 2019, the challenges that, that we're facing, the things that we're seeing, things that years ago we would never even have imagined that these could ever happen in this country. But here they are, 2019. So we're not trying to um, make light of these matters and we're not trying to diminish their importance. What we're trying to say, though, is that Things change, old problems fade away, and new problems take their place. But life goes on. And here's the takeaway. You and I have but one life to live and a job to do for God before it ends. I'm sure you've heard it that we should be living today like Jesus was coming today. But we should prepare uh, for, for him not coming today. We can't do much about changing the world, but that shouldn't keep us up at night. Because when you look at it, even people in authority, 
Look at our president. Our president is trying to do some wonderful things for our country, and yet he is experiencing obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And he's the most powerful man in the world. And if he can't get things done because of what's happening, we shouldn't expect ourselves to be able to change the world. If he can't do it, we sure as heck can't. And we know that God makes the changes anyway. It's God working through people. But God, Satan is the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world. All you need to do is look around you and uh, you'll see that for sure. So if you didn't know that, you should know it now. Um, so we're not trying to diminish the importance of, of the things that the Christian faces today. But what we can do is... Okay, we can't change the world, but we can do something about bringing God's presence into the world in which he has put us. And that's what ministry is all about. That's what ministry is all about. God has given us a job to do. He has called us to a ministry. Each one of us has a ministry. And he gives us a job to do. We talked about that throughout this series. He gives us a job to do. And then he gives us the resources, the anointing and grace to get the job done. And then all he expects in return is to give him the glory. So we can't work for anyone better. He calls us to do the job. He gives us a plan, resources, tools. And he demands and deserves the glory from our success. Because remember, it's him working through us, not us doing the, doing the work from our own experience or from our own um, resources or through our own resources, through our own intelligence. It's all God working through us. So again, we can do something about bringing God's presence into the world in which he has put us. And that's what ministry is all about. Have you ever heard the fable about the ant and the centipede? It goes like this. One day, the ant asked the centipede, how do you know which leg to move next? The centipede pondered the question and replied, you know, I guess I've never thought about it. But the more he thought about the question, the more perplexed he became until finally he was so confused he couldn't walk at all. We can get so wrapped up in pondering the perplexities of the future, which leg shall I move first, that we fail to seize the opportunities of the present and do the work that's needed right now. We become like the centipede. We can get so wrapped up in pondering the perplexities of the future that we fail to seize the opportunities of the present and do the work that's needed right now. That's very important. Have you ever heard about the professional student who's dying by degrees? Just like him, we've always, we're, we're always learning how to get ready. We're always preparing, learning how to get ready. Somebody asked the father of such a career student, what's your son going to be when he grows graduates from the ministry, uh, I'm sorry, the university. The father replied, an old man. 
All of God's people are ministers. There are few, however, that are ministers with a capital M. And unfortunately, there are we are either good ministers or bad ministers. Ministers we are, nevertheless. And as ministers, we shall be judged by the Lord on that last day. And you know, on that day, it won't matter how much we knew, but what we did with what we knew. Were we loving channels through whom the divine resources could come? Did we meet the needs of others to the glory of God? And that's what it's all about, giving God the glory. God has to get glory from our ministry. Are you encouraged about the future? You should be. Why? Because God is in it. And Jesus promised that the gates of hell would not prepare, would not prevail against his church. Is the future your friend? Well, it should be. When Jesus is your Lord, the future is your friend. Jesus goes before his people and prepares the way. Our job's not to second guess him, but to follow him. He'll take care of the rest. All we need to do is trust God, follow Jesus' example. Are you ministering today? If you're not ministering today, do so. Start ministering today. God has called you to something. Start doing it today. Make the, make, make the commitment to do something today. And if you have been ministering for a number of years, renew your commitment today. Renew it. And to both groups, those who are just starting today and those who have been ministering for years, keep ministering as long as you can. You see, because I believe that we may be able to prepare, we may be able to prepare for retirement. We may be able to reti retire from a job, but we are not able to retire from our calling. We're not able or shouldn't be or looking to or wanting to try to retire from our ministry. I don't believe that it's God's purpose for us to retire from our ministry. So, start ministering today. Keep ministering as long as you can. And God's been our dwelling place in all generations. We see that in Psalm 90. And He isn't about to change now. He's not about to change and desert us. And if Jesus doesn't come back during our lifetime, you and I will most likely pass off the scene and probably be forgotten. But that doesn't matter. If we've done what God has called us to do, if, if, if we've accomplished God's purpose in our life, then we've helped prepare the way for the next generation, just as others have prepared the way for us. The work goes on. When we're not here, the work goes on. 
John Wesley's dying words were right on target for the church today. He said, The best of all is God is with us. Ministry happens when heavenly resources to meet, meet human needs through loving channels to the glory of God. So, this concludes our, our series, and uh, I trust you've enjoyed it, and hopefully you'll continue from time to time, look over this, this series. Um, it's not to be put on the shelf. This is something we have to live by. We have to constantly explore and uh, examine our hearts uh, so that we're always serving or allowing God to work through us in order to give him glory. And we have to make sure our hearts are always right. And this series, I mean, it's been great doing this and it's been fun and enlightening and hopefully your eyes have been opened and it's meant to be a, again, a tool that you can use, that you can turn to as your ministry continues or as your ministry starts. And it will be on our website. Um, I'll also be archiving it. And uh, we're working on uh, the other series. Another series uh, concerning the heart course is Blame Game Victims, Challenging the Four Invaders Hidden Within Us. And it's a great one. Um, and it uh, it's, again, involves our heart. And when you put the two of these together, um, you can really get a good handle on what's going on inside your heart. And uh, again, it's very important that we have the right heart of service and that we handle our emotions and everything. And uh, we try to, to guard our hearts and uh, keep our hearts right and in tune with God and His Word. And uh, when we do that, good things will, will follow us. So anyway, Tony Mangone signing off. Have a great day and uh, keep tuning in. God bless.